welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery, and um, I'm your host. So uh, today is, um, well, it's Monday for me. I don't know what day it is for you that you're listening to this, but um, uh, this is uh, episode 8.2, and we are diving into chapter 9. Um, it's kind of lengthy, so uh, I'm not going to dilly-dally uh, to get into it. Um, a lot of these chapters are kind of long, so um, and it's a lot of stuff that's been already read in Matthew, so a little bit of reiteration here. So, um, All right, so let's open up in prayer, and, uh, and we'll dive right into uh, chapter 9. Heavenly Father, we thank you for <clears throat> excuse me, this day. We thank you for all that you provide for us. We thank you for your love and mercy and forgiveness. And we especially thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. We thank you for his sacrifice on the cross and the blood that he shed for all of our sins, Lord. We are eternally grateful for that. And we, um, we bless you and honor you and give you all the praise for everything that you do. I thank you for the listeners out there who are joining us and uh, just pray blessings over each one of them. I thank you for them uh, taking out the time to uh, dig into your word and to hear what message it is that you have for us. So Lord, uh, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I'm going to get my readers on. And again, this is uh, episode uh, 8.2. Chapter 9 in Mark. <clears throat> Jesus went on to say, I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. The Transfiguration. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Jesus, I'm sorry, then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let us make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus with them. As they went back down the mountain, he told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept it to themselves, but they often asked each other what he meant by rising from the dead. Then they asked him, why do the teachers of the religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? Jesus responded, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. Yet why do the scriptures say that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be treated with utter contempt? But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and they chose to abuse him, just as the scripture scriptures predicted. Jesus heals a demon-possessed boy. When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them, and some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. 
What is all this arguing about? Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, You faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy. The spirit often throws him into the fire or into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, He's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, Why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? And Jesus replied, This kind can, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. Jesus again predicts his death. Leaving that region... They traveled through Galilee. Jesus didn't want anyone to know he was there, for he wanted to spend more time with his disciples and teach them. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. He will be killed, but three days later he will rise from the dead. <clears throat> they didn't understand what he was saying, however, and they were afraid to ask him what he meant. The Greatest in the Kingdom After they arrived at Cap Capernaum, and settled in a house, Jesus asked his disciples, What were you discussing out on the road? But they didn't answer because they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve disciples over to him, and said, Whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. Then he put a little child among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes not only me, but also my Father who sent me. Using the name of Jesus, John said to his, I'm sorry, John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone using your name to cast out demons, but we told him to stop because he wasn't in our group. Don't stop him, Jesus said. No one performs a miracle in my, no one who performs a miracle in my name will soon be able to speak evil of me. Anyone who is not against us is for us. If anyone gives you even a cup of water because you belong to the Messiah, I tell you the truth, that person will surely be rewarded. But if you cause one of these little ones who trusts in me to fall into sin, 
It would be better for you to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone hung around your neck. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better to enter eternal life with only one hand than to go into the unquenchable fires of hell with two hands. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better to enter eternal life with only one foot than to be thrown into hell with two feet. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. It's better to enter the kingdom of God with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where the maggots never die and the fire never goes out. For everyone will be tested with fire. Salt is good for seasoning, but if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? You must have the qualities of salt among yourselves and live in peace with each other. All right, that was a lot. But uh, uh, we got through it. <laughs> One more chapter. Um, so uh, going back, a couple of things I thought was kind of interesting. Um, if you take notice uh, in the very beginning of the Transfiguration, he, Jesus took Peter, James, and John up to the high mountain. But Mark is writing this. So this was a story that was told to him that he's rewriting, I think. Um, that's what I would think if he wasn't taken up with them. Um, <clears throat> and then um, when he mentions that Elijah uh, has already come, um, I believe that he's talking about John the Baptist there because they mistreated him and killed him. So... Um, He's talking about John the Baptist was uh, the one who came before him. And then um, I underlined in um, 18, uh, the father of the boy uh, who was demon-possessed. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it, which is interesting because Jesus told them to go out and you know, perform miracles in his name. But uh, he goes down, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. It's like, you know, I gave you, you know, the authority to do it, and yet you're doubting my authority to give to you. That's the way I read it. So they brought the boy, and the evil spirit saw Jesus, and he threw the boy into a violent convulsion. And he fell down to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. Um... How long has this been happening since he was a little boy? Um, and then he says, have mercy on us and help us if you can. And Jesus is like, what do you mean if I can? Um, you know, of course I can. You know, I'm God. So uh, anything is possible if a person believes. And the father, you know, instantly cries, you know, I do believe. Uh, help me to overcome my unbelief. And so Jesus speaks to the spirit and the spirit comes out of the boy and the thing I put a little question mark next to because the disciples ask him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? And he says, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. So I, I don't know, maybe they didn't know that they were supposed to pray first before they, you know, went into battle with the demon. I, I'm not sure. Um, that's something you, you know, might want to do a little research on. Um, and then uh, Jesus again predicts his own death, and they still don't get it. They, they still didn't understand what he was saying. However, they were afraid to ask him, you know, what he meant because, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know why they're afraid because they would look pretty, they would look dumb, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then uh, they're asking about who's the greatest in the kingdom. And Jesus says, whoever wants to be first must be last and be a servant, which is what he came to do was to serve us. And he's setting that example of being a servant and he wants servant and he wants us to be servants as well, uh, doing his work. Um, and then I, you know, here, you know, the, the disciples are saying, you know, in uh, 38, um, you know, they're telling the people not to cast out demons in Jesus name. But uh, I believe Jesus gave us all authority that as long as you pray in his name, um, it'll be uh, answered. So hang on a second. I'm going to pause this for just a minute. Sorry about that. My dogs were barking in the background and I didn't want it to be disturbing us. So, so uh, yeah, as long as you pray in Jesus name, um, he, uh, it will be answered. So, um, and he says, don't stop him. No one who performs a miracle in my name will soon be able to speak evil uh, of me. Uh, anyone who is uh, not against us is for us, which that makes sense. Um, and then he's talking about the little children um, anyone who causes a little one to fall into sin, it would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone hung around your neck. That's pretty severe, I think. So I wouldn't be leading children into sin, that's for sure. Um, of course, who would want to do that anyway? And then, um, uh, he talks about, you know, salt is good for seasoning, but if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? You must have the qualities of salt among you. Uh, among yourselves and live in peace with each other. So um, uh, I'm not quite sure exactly what that means, but I underlined it. Um, I guess, you know, having, you know, the characteristics of being um, seasoned, maybe, or I don't know. So, but that's something you might want to, you know, dive into and, 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 you know, do a little research for. So, so that's chapter nine, uh, episode 8.2. Um, and, uh, again, um, this is Leap of Faith podcast and, um, we are about reading the word of God into the world. And so, uh, I'm thankful that you were able to take time out of your day to, um, join us and to listen and read along with us. So, um, if you haven't made a choice for Jesus, if, if you haven't uh, turned your life over to him, I will give you that opportunity to say the prayer. So uh, let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and uh, welcome into the family of Christ and uh, into the kingdom of heaven, basically. Um, I strongly suggest that you find a church that you can uh, be a part of and learn and grow with your walk with uh, Christ and uh and just fellowship with him it's uh it's a turn uh 
for the, the better. That's all I got to say. And it only gets better the more and more you dive into his word. So thank you for joining me today. Um, this is Thanksgiving week. So, um, so we are on target. We're still doing our podcast every day, but, uh, think of something to be thankful for and, um, and be blessed for. So, uh, God bless you. Have a good day. Good night. Good morning. Whatever time it is that you are uh, listening to this podcast and we'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.